So tonight, for our, uh, our message time, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Um, who follows Impact on Instagram? I do, of course. Okay, if your hand wasn't up, you need to check yourself and go follow it. That's right, Me Mondays. Hilarious. We give you information for stuff that you usually forget. It's pretty great, go check it out. It's good, so tonight... We're going to be taking, so all week on Instagram, we've been asking you guys to ask us questions, and you actually did. I was surprised. You guys have questions, and I'm so thankful for that. So we're going to take some time tonight to answer your questions. So um, let's invite up who, the question people. Yeah, the speakers. The answer people. <laughs> people we don't have all the answers. We have some responses to your questions. Yeah, this one's just, here you go. All right, thanks. I actually just talk loud, so my voice is going to sound the same in both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna uh, pray just to bless Let's bring up the, the homies first. And... Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you guys, up. Jeanette, come Jonathan, guys. come on up. Where's his jacket inside like a boss? Yep. All right, let's pray. All right. God, we thank you for today, tonight, and we thank you for an awesome time of worship. And um, we're here to hear from you. We're here to hear from you from uh, our amazing youth leaders, and uh, we're going to give you our full attention because you are worthy of it. In your name, amen. Amen. Awesome. Um, Janet, uh, okay, so, um, so we're going to sit on stools. I might stand for a bit. Is that okay? All right. Thanks, Ian. Well, thank you. So, um, so we're going to take some time. You guys sent us questions on Instagram, and so... Um, we actually got to cheat a little bit and look at them this week. Um, and uh, so we're going to go through some questions, and we're just going to respond to them. We don't have all the answers, um, but we're a little bit older than you. We've been teenagers before, so we're going to tell you about some of our experience. Um, we've read the Bible once or twice or three times, so we'll share some stuff that we've learned from there. And uh, it's going to be fun. So if you believe in note-taking, if you don't believe in note-taking, I don't care. Um, get your phone out. If it's already out and you're not preparing to take notes, change what you're doing. Check your heart. Whoa. Because it's good to take notes. There's been many times where I'm sitting in a service or in a something and I'm like, wow, that's genius. I'm going to need to remember that for later. And then, and then I don't write it down and I don't remember anything that I don't write down. And if you're, if you're here and you're not listening for things to remember, <laughs> why, why are you here? Heck. <laughs> Sorry. So, anyways, I'm going to sit down, and we want to um, give you guys a because li- we're going to talk about friendship tonight. We're going to talk about relationships a little bit. We're going to talk about um, forgiveness and other stuff. And, but before we do, we want to lay a bit of a foundation, because we're going to give you practical steps for life. We're going to teach you how to interact with other humans, because it's a big part of our life. And Jesus actually thinks the way that we treat others reflects what we think about Jesus, um, so we're going so to talk about that, and we're going to give you just a really quick little foundation for tonight, and then we'll get into some questions. Yeah, so we're going to kind of set some, like, ground rules. This is how, this is how we want you guys to kind of view everything we're about to share. We call it a Q&A, but it's not really questions and answers. It's questions and responses. We're, we're responding. We're responding to the questions. We don't have the answers, but we know the guy who does, and so we're going to respond based on our experience with Jesus. But here are some ways you want, that we want, we encourage you guys to look at all of these situations and listen to these responses. So I'm literally just going to read these and I'm going to pause and I want you to think about them. I'm not going to like 
make a big thing. That's bold. All I want you to do is actually listen to this stuff and think about what the words mean because that's what listening means. Close okay. your eyes if you have to. Yeah, I'm gonna close, close your mine. eyes if you have to. There is nothing you could say, do, or think that will change the amount of love that God has for you and how he sees you. Whether you're dealing out the pain or whether you're receiving it. I'm not going to elaborate on it. We aren't giving you this information so you can be better or earn something. So that you can learn to live in the freedom that Jesus gives us through salvation. And one of those things is freedom in relationships, and that's what we're talking about. All this is about, this is just about helping you guys make the most of your experience here on the earth. Because eternity is up to Jesus, it's not up to us. But he's given us a life. Let's make the most of it. That's good. Wow. If you didn't write something down there, <laughs> oops. <laughs> oops. All right. So let's get into the first question. This is a good one. I'm just going to read it, okay? How do you know when a friendship is doing more harm than good? And then, what do you do about it if you find out it is, in fact, Whoa, doing more harm than good? I've been there. Has You're not alone. Been there? You can put your hand up in your head if you want. if a relationship is healthy or whether it's, like, toxic or negative or whatever words you want to describe something that's not good. We've all been there. So, the first thing that I would say is... Um, You'll probably know. If you're like wondering, you're like, mm, I'm not sure. Probably not a good relationship. Probably not a healthy one. Because a healthy relationship doesn't leave you wondering. Because a healthy relationship is clear. So what are some uh, like flags or things that we can know? Like some, some practical things that can help us distinguish that. Oh yeah, so some things that you can know is if you're kind of justifying what you're doing. You're like, okay, well... I'm going to do this for that relationship just because, so you, you're like, oh, I normally wouldn't, like, lie, or I normally wouldn't, like, be anxious around them, but if all of a sudden around them, you're like, um, I have to lie to make myself feel better, or lie to make myself look better in their eyes, or you're like, oh, all of a sudden, you, like, see them, you're like, okay, feeling a little bit anxious, then that is a sign that, you know what, that actually, that relationship could be more harmful, and things that you normally wouldn't do, you're like, oh, I know I shouldn't do this in my head, but I do it because I want to fit in with them because if they look at me and say, okay, that person's not fitting in, then if you're like, okay, I need to do this because I get something out of them, then that itself is, okay, I'm probably in this for the wrong reasons and relationship isn't really that healthy. If you can't be yourself the way God made you to be around the person, if you don't feel like you can be yourself, that's like not a good sign. Right. So then what so then what do we do about it? If that's what we recognize yeah. like man, I'm in this friendship and like we're in the same class, we hang out all the time together. Um but oh, I recognize this is not healthy. Like what do what do I do? Oh yeah. So do I just stop being friends with them and just like uh, block, unfollow, delete? Like what do I do? <laughs> no. So a great thing to do is literally like talk to someone who is older than you. 
whoa, what is this? <laughs> Someone who actually is wiser and be like, hey, this relationship, this is what's going on. I need some help. Like, seriously, like, that actually is huge. Actually being able to go to someone else and be like, hey, I don't know what to do with this relationship. Like, I actually need some ad- advice and what to do and how to actually handle it. Because sometimes it could be someone that's literally in our class and we're like, I can't actually, like, never see them again. Or you I can't just ghost them. them. Yeah, you can't. You're don't like, do I actually, that. It's not loving. No. <laughs> yeah, that's an important caveat. If, if you Let's, let's say you're in a situation where you're realizing, oh, this person's, like, really negative, or it's just, like, I don't feel like I'm be, I can be myself around. Regardless of what the situation is, if you're justifying doing mean, cruel, insensitive, or unloving things to them, that is not the correct response. Right. Okay? So if you're like, yeah, but they're bad for me. Yeah, but now you're being bad for them, so that's, like, not. Yeah, don't do that. So still be loving in what you're doing. Even if it means maybe not talking to them all the time. Yeah, find ways to be able to distance yourself in a loving way. Sometimes that means like intentionally putting something higher on your priority list, and that's real life. And you're and it's possible to do that in a loving way. Um, I, I want to move on to the next question because uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna title it the spiritual friend zone. How do you how do you friend zone somebody spiritually is the question. So let me just. <laughs> Let me just read it. How do you handle the situation if a guy, friend, likes you and you just want to be friends? If that's happening to you, um, well done. Because that means that you're you're a likable person and we all want to be that. So it's okay. And if you find yourself in that situation, um, that's fine. Just take take a couple breaths and be cool about it. Um, One thing that, that... I find is really important is setting up good boundaries. And we talk about boundaries a lot. Um, and the reason for that is that they're like, they're important. <laughs> and, and they're not easy to do. So some simple, some simple boundaries. Um, if you find that this person, you know they're into you and you don't know what to do about it, um, like straight up, text them less. Like <gasps> texting is a big deal. Snapchat them less. Like, or don't Snapchat them at all. Sure, because... Be- I know, it sounds horrible. It sounds horrible. But, but here's the reality, okay? Think, think, of, think of your list of priorities, okay? Things that are most important to you, just visualize in your head. Brushing your most teeth. important, yeah, brushing your teeth. Eating, eating lunch. Netflix, right? Talking you're to listing my mom. things that are important. All you're doing, all you're doing, get this. Just move them lower on the list, which, by the way, is not actually unloving or hurtful. You're just recognizing that family comes before that friend, which, newsflash, would always be a good idea. So that means maybe they text you and maybe you don't respond until Wednesday. Because you know what? There are just other things that are also important. It's not, it's not that you don't like them. It's not that they're horrible peop- a horrible person. It's just that they're not the center of your universe. And you can do that in a loving way. Yep. And the reality is that even if you're doing something loving, um, somebody can still, like, be hurt yep. by what you do. And, uh, and you, you, you can't do anything about it if you're doing it in a loving way. What are some more practical things that you can do to, like, deal with that? Because, like, what if, they, what if you hang out every day at lunch, and then all of a sudden you're just like, yo, I'm eating my lunch over here. Like, what? Like, that's not nice, but, like, what do you, so what do you do? Like, if they're, if they're in your friend group, what do you do? 
Oh, yeah, well, you definitely can invite other friends. Like, make sure you still stay in, like, groups. And if it's if they're like, okay, I know this person likes me, then don't intentionally be like, okay, I'm just going to go off with you and spend some time. But actually think about, okay, would I do this with my other friends as well? Like, put it through that filter and be like, okay, who would, how, why am I doing this with them? And would I do it with some other people? Would I do it with, say, your friends that are the same gender as you? You're like, would I do this with them as well? And put it through that and then, like, get in groups and totally at lunchtime be like, hey, yo, let's all sit together as a big, a few people. It doesn't have to be, like, tons of people, but even if it's not just you guys just sitting together, having lunch, even if you're like, oh, yeah, nothing's going on. It's totally fine. You never know what the other person's thinking, and you want to make sure that, hey, invite someone else. Be like, hey, if you can come alone, and if they have a problem with that, then that in itself is a flag for you. If they're like, um, I don't think that person should come, then you know right there that, hmm, I don't think then maybe I should come either. Oh, wow! Shoot. You can use that line. We give you permission. Do it. Seriously. Um, and one, one note would be that the reality is for all of us, if, if I know that someone's into me, I'm immediately reading into the situation, right? Oh, they totally did that because, oh, that's all. Oh, done I, it. Right? We've all done it before. Done it. Here's something that will help you. Don't do that, okay? If you're, if you're like, well, I just want to be friends, then start thinking about them just as a friend. Stop reading into things. Yeah, but what if I'm, like, super analytical and I just notice details? Yeah, it's called practicing. <laughs> Practice it. Practice it. Okay, you guys are all saying this, but, like, seriously. Yeah. Like, you're all going, oh, snap. And because here's the reality is, your personality is never, the, is never an excuse to not be good in relationships. Okay? Your personality is not an excuse to fail at relationships. Okay? Now, we all have personality flaws, we all have bad habits. Those are all things that we can, we can work on. We can get better at. You know, I, there are certain things that I know that I suck at. So I work at them. I'm not like, well, I guess I'm just always going to suck at that. Well, oh, too bad. Sucks to be everybody else. It's like, no. I'm responsible for, for working at that. So it's not about excuses. It's just about practicing. That's so good. Have you written anything yet? Jeanette, did you, did you want to say one more thing? Yes, one more okay. thing. So going back on like texting them or Snapchatting them or whatever. Just make sure if, like, yeah, save it for a few days or whatever, but don't do it at night. Ooh. Like, don't, don't do it. Yeah, pretty much just don't not do it worth it, man. It's not worth it. P.S., this is for, for if you're a girl and a guy likes you or you're a guy and a girl's into you, it's all the same thing. Right. It does not matter. That's good. That's so good. All right, next one. Here we go. This is a good one. I had to distance myself from a friend because they keep on hurting me, uh, and they don't really care about it. How do I still care about them as a person, even if I decide not to be their friend anymore? That's tricky. How do I still care about somebody, even if I decide not to be their friend anymore? Even, and they, even if they treat me bad. Yeah. That's sucky. It is sucky. How many of you guys can think of a situation where someone that you were friends with you're not really friends with anymore, and it's not like, oh, we grew apart or we moved to different cities, but it's like, because, like, something went down, right? You can think of a situation where, like, all of a sudden they did something, and it was like, ooh, and then stuff never went back to normal, right? We, we all experience so that. Awkward. Um, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. When we look at the Bible, which I encourage you all to do, yeah. um, Jesus actually talks about this. 
very specifically. I know, it's shocking. Yeah. Uh, but the way that Jesus says it, and I want you guys to actually listen to this, because the way he says it, you guys have all heard this probably a dozen times or a hundred times. I want you to listen to this. Jesus says, oh, you know what you should do, actually? You should not just love people who like you. You should love your enemies. That's what he says. So I know, whoa, meme reaction. Hold on for a second. Think about that. So what do you do if someone's hurting? You just keep loving them. That's what you do. Which you might feel like, yeah, but like they really hurt me. I can think of a few people that really hurt Jesus. Man, he loves them a lot more than I'm ever going to love anybody. Right. And now I'm, I'm not Jesus, so like what do I, what, what, so, how, so how do I keep on loving somebody um, when they don't treat me well? Because I need to protect, like I have to t- take care of myself and I have to like stay healthy and, and not like just get walked all over, right? So like how, how do we balance that between still loving but also then not, like, but then, and then protecting ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. what? How do we do that? Yeah. So, a great way to do that is actually a simple thing is just pray for them. So Jesus says to love our enemies and to pray for them. And the thing is that actually, if you're like, okay, well, I still want to love them, but when I'm with them, they really hurt me. Then actually pray for them, and that in itself will actually grow you even more to love them. Like, imagine someone right now that you're thinking of that actually hurt you really bad. And actually, like, pray for them that God would bless them. Like, pray for them that God would use them, that God would show up in their lives, that the Holy Spirit would just be so powerful in their lives. And, like, imagine how that will change your view towards them. And that's why God tells us just to pray for our enemies. And if we're really hurting by someone, like, by actually helping heal our heart and actually helping heal ourselves to see them properly, prayer actually is super powerful for that. That's so good. Can I tell a quick story about Do that? It. I just thought about, okay, so this, like, actually happened to me. It's a real, this is a real-life story. Um, when, uh, I, so when I was in high school, um, I was in this relationship, and there was this one person in my life who <laughs> got super, super angry with me, and uh, I couldn't, like, it, it wasn't, like, one of those people that I could just be, like, all right, peace, like, see ya. Um, like, they were, like, connected. And so they got really angry with me, and at one point they were, like, like, you're super immature and you don't deserve your relationship and, and you are mean and, and you don't care about anybody but yourself. Like, they said those words to me and I'm just like, oh my God, that can't be true. <laughs> and, and so, and so, the, so the, this happened and then I had to, um, <laughs> uh, it all, so they texted me that, super mean. And uh, I'm sensitive. I didn't know what to do because this person was really connected to me and really connected to like my life. And so I had to figure out a way to do exactly that. How do I, um, I can't just like ignore them and I can't just like hate them forever. So what do I do? And, it, and, and honestly, um, I had to learn how every time that person came into my mind and I was like, ah, I had to pray for them. And it's like super hard and it's super awkward, but it was as simple as, God, um, please uh, whatever. Thank you for this person. Thank you that you love them, that they're your child, and I pray that you'll bless them. It can be as easy as that, and and that was like, the, I, I couldn't get this the mean things this person said out of my head for like a long time, 
And it took me almost a year of praying that. Every time that person came to mind, I just had to pray it. It was really uncomfortable. It felt awkward. Um, but now it doesn't faze me. Because that's, that's the power of the Holy Spirit in, in real life and in relationships. And so maybe people have said those things to you. Maybe you've received text messages like that. Maybe you've been accused in that way. And now you're like, dang, what do I do about this relationship? Jesus says to love my enemies, but like, this person's like actually mean. <laughs> but they're like actually an enemy. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And praying for yeah. them, as simple and as Sunday school answer as it sounds, it, like, like it actually works. Yeah, it, this is not like a cop-out answer. And I will add one thing. Please. I want you guys to listen to this. Self-preservation is not a fruit of the Spirit. Okay? But what does that mean? Trying to protect yourself, keeping yourself safe, setting up guards and walls and gates, that is not a fruit of the Spirit. You know what is fruit of the Spirit? Love, kindness, patience, gentleness. Those all don't sound like keeping yourself safe. Self-control. Making sure you won't get, yeah. The Spirit enables you not to, oh, yeah, no, it just magically happened that they moved to Minnesota and my problem was gone. Oh, no, that, no. It, it, that's not how that works. When we learn to walk in the Holy Spirit and listen to him, we're able to control ourselves, control our emotions, we're able to be patient with people even when they're being unreasonable. We're able to be gentle with people even when they're being cruel. That's what loving looks like, not escaping the situation. I'll and, leave that with you. And none of it's easy. No. We're not saying it's easy. It's actually hard. All right, next question or statement. This is like a what do I do statement. I was in a really great friendship, uh, and recently we drifted apart, and now my, my friend won't even talk to me. I knew they weren't great for me because they weren't always kind to others, but they were my best friend, and uh, so I would always listen to them. I'm constantly missing this person. What do I do? That's a great question. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's definitely it's one thing to take it back in is literally, like, take that to God. Like, it sounds so like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the answer, but literally, like, taking our feelings and taking what's going on in our life right back to God and be like, hey, God, this is what I'm going through and this is how I'm feeling, like, is, is super powerful and he definitely can speak to you and, like, the Holy Spirit can use that and show you where to go. And it definitely is, you know, what sometimes we need to think that if this relationship, are we so caught into this relationship that as soon as it's gone, like, is that going to destroy us? Then in itself, you need to realize, like, what actually, why was I in that relationship and what was I getting out of it that maybe I should have been getting out of God? Or what, or someone else? Or like, what, what was actually tying me to that relationship? Because if, even if we're like, okay, well this relationship's gone and now I miss them all the time, then you know what, this is actually an awesome opportunity to, to look around and say, who else is out there that I can have a relationship with? Like, who else is able to be a friend to me that actually can that I can talk to and that will be an amazing friend that I can still be with and not have to be worrying about the one that I lost. And I don't know if, if you're the person who submitted this question. I don't know if you're here or not. But another encouragement would be maybe look at redefining what a best friend is. Because if a best friend is one that will drift apart, um, that's not the way I define best friends. And my best friends aren't people that hurt me and hurt my friends. 
that, that's not how I define best friends. So maybe take a long, hard look and how, how do you define a best friend? And are they your best friend because you're always with them? Or are they your best friend because they care about you more than anyone else you can think of? That's, that's something that you should write down. Keep going. That was it. <laughs> that's, if, they're, if they're your best friend, they care about you. Okay? Whether, whether you live in the same city or not. Yeah, because how many of you guys have had those friends that are just like your semester friends? You know what I mean? Like they're beside you in math, right? So you see each other every day in math. Then after exams, math class is over, and this person is no longer beside you. Like, I've had those friends. That was like most of my friends in high school because I didn't have that many. And so I had a lot of semester friends. That's not what we're talking about. Your semester friends are not your best friends, okay? Because we love the term best friend is like so cute. Me and Caitlin were talking about it the other day, and we were like, ah, you know, it would be great if we could have like, you know, like a best couple friend, you know, like on TV they have those. Right, because we all want a best friend, right? But, like, really, um, a, you, you gain a best friend not just by being, like, want to be best friends? Oh, we are in math together. We're in math together this semester, so it's perfect. We'll perfect. see each other every day. That's not how it works. This is how you build a solid relationship. So Wrong. Don't, so don't go looking for a best friend. Go looking for a good friend who cares about you, who supports you, and who loves you. Um, and when you spend enough time together, you might realize that, whoa, this person is actually, like, my best friend. Crazy. Wait. And just go, go off on that. Don't go on yet. So to go off that, even if you're like, okay, if this is you and you're like, okay, well, I'm trying to get another friend because I lost this one. Like, one thing for you to do is just to start being a good friend to other people and not just be like, okay, everyone else has to be really good to me so that they're my best friend. But actually look at yourself and say, how am I actually, what kind of friend am I to other people? And actually That's start good. there. Oof. Keep going. Come on. <laughs> yes, but yeah. If you're if you're feeling like nobody is your friend, go make some friends. This is good. This which is this hard work. Yeah. Which is connected. Move on. Well, thank do you. It. Yes. Connect it. Okay, so this is this this connects right into the next question. What do you do if you feel distant from your friends, but you don't know why? That is a great question. How many of you have felt this before? Where like you're, it's not like something happened. It's not like. Somebody died or something. Everything's right. normal, but it's just like it's not, it's not jiving. Or like when you hang out, it's like it's you weird. run out of things to say, which you never normally do, and you're like, Let's hit the explore page, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Even like, why do we do that? Like why do we just this? sit with people and like scroll? Th- I mean, why? I love hanging out with you. Okay, so one one thing is that I noticed in this question is um is the the question was I I feel distant from my friends and I when I read that all I could hear was Pastor Brian's voice in the back of my head he told me this a million times he said now son you know you can't trust how you feel oof (laughs) I'm like but dad no this is how I feel he's like well your feelings are what you are uh feeling and they may not necessarily be the truth and and so that I mean you can take that to anywhere in life but in this situation where oh, I'm feeling like this is going on like maybe you just need to go and like talk to your friend yeah the, don't yeah. don't trust your feelings test your feelings okay listen to this don't trust your feelings oh I'm feeling distant oh I'm feeling like they don't like me I feel like they're judging me don't trust your feelings test your feelings go have a conversation with your mouth okay mm-hmm. be like hey dude 
I know, like, I don't know if something's happened, but like, I'm just feeling off. And when we're hanging out, I feel like we're not connecting. And, and I really miss how we used to connect. Imagine what they might say. Just imagine. So many possibilities. They would be like, yeah, I've totally felt the same way. Why don't we hang out this weekend and like reconnect? Wow, problem solved. Okay? Mm-hmm. Test your feelings. Have a conversation with them. Just be honest. Be like, hey, here's how I feel. So what do we do if that conversation doesn't go well? <laughs> like, okay, I'm feeling distant, John. We're, uh, we don't hang out. Whatever. Uh, things feel weird and you're like, yeah, okay. I know. It's cause it, yeah, right. Then I what do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I thought we were fine. I thought we no, were no, cool. No, 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 no. We're good, we're good, we're good. Then, yeah. then what do I do? What do you do? You got any oh. wisdom over there, Jeanette? Oh, I got some. <laughs> so definitely <laughs> one thing to do is literally in the moment you could be like, okay, well, I don't know what, like, if your feeling is okay, then I'm okay, and you go away, and you're like, okay, definitely not okay. Actually pray about it and be like, you know what, maybe this actually could be a time that maybe this relationship is supposed to be distant or maybe we just need some time together and actually, like, go and pray about it and find out, okay, what what out of this relationship am I actually looking for? Again, it comes back to, like, is this, like, am I going to be so torn away that they're treating me this way? Because if your identity is found in, oh, I need this relationship, then that is first something that you need to be like, okay, this is not super healthy for me either. And it's not healthy for them if you're going to be like, okay, if this is broken off, then, and I'm super shattered about it, then that shows that, you know what, maybe you need to go back and find out where your actual identity comes from and go back to the Bible and say, okay, the Bible says this about me. This is who I am, whether they, whether they say it or not, whether they're still my friends. And definitely going back and even having the conversation, and even if they could just be having an off day too, like we, they could just be like, okay, I'm, yeah, we're done, and you go your separate ways, and you're like, um, I don't think this is, you like pray about it, you're like, okay, I don't think this relationship actually should be ended, then go back to them, and we do need to give people grace, because sometimes we're having an off day, and we just, yeah, we just take it out on the people closest to us, and you could be like, your friend could be going through something, and you're just like, okay, well, we're done, and separate, and then all of a sudden you have all these things in your head, you're like, okay, I'm done with them, not going to talk to them, but really they're going through something, and they're like, I actually just, I just couldn't handle it right then at that moment. Yeah, imagine, imagine what it would be like. Obviously, I wish that we could always have this much perspective in the moment, but imagine I go up to Nick, I'm like, yo, Nick, I'm just like really not feeling like we're close, and like, I don't know, like I'm just not feeling like you're being a good friend to me, and he's like, oh yeah, like my parents split up this weekend. What sort of a Ding dong am I being a good friend. It's like he's going through it a big pro I'm supposed to be the good friend here. But how but, would you know if I don't feel like I can tell you exactly. and you don't ask? We need to have a conversation. You need to be honest. And if and if it's something where they're not gonna even divulge that information, if it's not something that they're gonna share with you, they're gonna keep it hidden. I just want you to realize that we've all been there. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where like the friendship's like feeling awkward and you don't know why? But inside, you're like, well, I've started developing this habit, and I know it's a bad habit. But I'm just going to pretend it's not there, and it's something else that's going wrong. It could be happening for them, too. They might be going through something and not know how to acknowledge it or address it. 
And that's why we have this incredible friend called the Holy Spirit. Right. And the Holy Spirit can tell me, even if Nick's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. Yeah, no, it's all good, it's all good, nothing's going on. The Holy Spirit can be like, nope, that's not true. You got to push into that relationship. You got to press in. You got to be loving. You got to be there for them. That's what good. the Holy Spirit's for. All right. We have time for, like, this is probably going to be the last one because it's a big one. Um, what is the difference between gossiping and just sharing your life and feelings with others? What is the difference? This is, a, this is like, um, how, many, how many of you guys can honestly raise your hand and say you have never gossiped? Yeah, thank you. No, put it back down. So, gossiping, I want you to listen to this. Gossip is the most toxic, and the most toxic thing that teenagers engage in every single day. And I'm not saying you gossip every single day, but every single day in your school, in your neighborhoods, in your community, people literally gossip all the time. And it might seem like it's not like really a big deal, but it's, it's really, really harmful for those people that you're gossiping about and yourself. Because it not only affects your words, are, your words have power, so it's affecting those people, it's hurting those people, and it's spreading lies or judgment around. It's also damaging how you see people and how you see yourself. Because if you can justify, listen to this, if you can justify putting someone else down, you don't understand the love of God. Because God loves every single person, including you, equally. Okay? So there's nothing that's like, oh, yeah, but I'm up here and they're not. No, that's not how it works. So when we engage in gossip, it's just going to deteriorate yourself and the people around you. Now, the question, what's the difference between gossiping and just sharing your feelings of being honest and being vulnerable with people? Yeah, so you're definitely like, okay, what is the difference? So gossiping totally, Jonathan nailed is like, you know what, if you're saying that you're going to gossip and put people down, then that in itself, you know that that's not actually letting your true feelings out. That's more so being like, let's go against this person and this is what they did. And sometimes our friends can't actually handle our true feelings. That's why, again, it's super important to have someone who is older than you and who is wiser that you're like, hey, this is what I'm feeling, this is the situation, this is how it's going down. And that in itself isn't, if you're going to someone older and you're asking them, like, this is, this is what's going on, that isn't gossiping. That's saying, hey, this is what's going on, I need help. But when you're going to your friend and you're like, okay, this is how I'm feeling, this is what they did, this is how they did it, and that in itself is gossiping because in your mind you're like, okay, but I'm, I'm letting my feelings out and my friend's helping me. But you know what, maybe your friend isn't actually capable to actually help you the way that you need it because in their mind they're like oh that person oh every time they see them like oh that's what they did to my friend when really they're not even involved in the situation and you're actually making it worse by telling them this person did this and this because because we're friends and we care about each other that we're going to actually rise up and be like oh what how would that person do that how would that and then that's when the gossiping is starting they're like yeah, but I was just, just sharing them my feelings. I was just being honest yeah, but about what someone else did to me. So share, share information that's actually important to yes. that person, okay? Relevant information for that person. So if someone did something horrible to me, and I, I want to talk to Jeanette about how I'm feeling, I don't need to tell her all the details. 
You know what I could tell her? Hey, yeah, I've been feeling, this is how I've been feeling, okay? This is internal. This is not about what's happened. This is how I've been feeling. Um, someone did something, and this is how it made me feel, or this is what it felt like they were saying about me. Using, using the words feel to explain, it's not about the science. We're not solving a case. We're not finding a criminal here. I'm just being honest about what I'm feeling. That's not gossip, okay? I'm just, and this line works every time. I'm just going through some stuff with some friends. I'm just going through some stuff. Going through some stuff. So if you feel like, if what you're going to say is going to paint someone in a, in a bad way, maybe don't say it, unless it's someone that you're being accountable to, someone that's holding you accountable, and someone that's older and wiser than you. Yeah, get yourself a freak out person that can handle you when you're like, oh my God, <laughs> about your, what's going on at school or with your friends or with your family. Like, you, you need that. Find yourself a freak out person um, and then text them, call them, and then freak out at them. And that will help protect you. That will help protect your friends. That will help protect your family. It's a big deal. And um, we're like, as impact leaders, I say this every week, we're here because we love you and we would love to be your freak out person. Like that's literally why we come on Fridays is because we want to do life with you. We want to help you in your relationships. We want to help you experience Jesus. Um, and we believe that God has put amazing things inside of you to share with the world. And uh, those amazing things that I just put inside of you are not like the thing that your friend did that was dumb. So, so that's, that's, what I would, that's what I would add to that. Um, so just to summarize, because as we've been talking about this, um, I'm, I'm hearing this like constant thing where um, two, two constant things is uh, be loving and, and make a choice. Make the choice to... Um, freak out at this person and not your friend. Make the choice to maybe don't respond to that text for a couple hours. Make the choice to hang out in groups. Um, love your enemy. Somebody hurt you and you have to forgive them. Find a way to love them. And now, this is like, super, like we're, we're not up here because we're saying this is all easy um, because we're like kind of adults and we don't have it figured out and you guys don't have it figured out. And honestly, like even, even our leaders in older people at our church, like, they've been doing it for a long time, so they're way better at it, but they don't have it figured out. And the thing that we want you guys to know is that Jesus has given us his Holy Spirit to help us do relationships well. John 16, verse 13, I love this verse. It says, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, this is the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Further in John, it says he will remind you of the things that you have learned and the things that you've been taught. Wouldn't you love that if in a math test you're just like, God, what the heck does bed mass mean again? And the Holy Spirit just like tells you. Like that's what it's actually like to do relationships with the Holy Spirit. And, and so here on Fridays, we want to practice, help you practice. We want to give you practical tips, but we want you to know that we can only help you as much as you'll let us. Um, and the Holy Spirit can only reveal as much to you as you will let him. And as you continue to do life and you continue to do friendship and you continue to make the choice, you continue to learn how to love like Jesus loves you and me. Like, man, it's, 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 it's hard. But yeah. Jesus knows that you can do it. None of what we're talking about is like, oh, it should be easy, guys. Come on. No. What we're, what we're talking about, we know this is really hard. The standard here is perfection, which we're not saying you guys should meet. Right. 
What we're saying is, this is what Jesus laid out for us, and he says, guys, come follow me. You're not going to get it perfect, but when you trust me, I'm going to be able to do incredible things in your life. So it's not easy. That's why there's such thing as faith. That's why there's such thing as trust, because we're not going to be able to do it on our own. It's going to be really freaking hard, but you're not doing this alone. It's why we have this thing called church. Come and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. It's really hard, and I know the right thing to do, but I don't know how to do it. Or I know what I should do, but when I do those right things, people still get hurt. Like, that's what church is for. Being able to just be honest and bring our burdens and our challenges. So good. Anything else? Yeah, definitely is just to put again, like, someone older that you are accountable to, like, that is what we're here for. And, like, just bring your relationships to us and, like, hey, I don't know how to do this. Even if you're, like, okay, I brought this, like, same thing to you, like, ten times. Like, don't don't let that stop you. Hold on for the 11th. Yes, hold on, there's more. But don't, don't let that stop you just because you're, like, okay, well, I should be through this already, but I haven't, and I've already talked to them a few times. Like, that, it's literally, life is a journey, and relationships are a part of that journey. And that's why we call you guys, and that's why we do this, because we're like, hey, guys, we know that this stuff can be hard. We know that we've been through this stuff, but we also want to walk with you guys. And even if walking with you guys means that you come back a few times, and you're like, okay, I'm doing this, I messed up again, I did this again. But you know what? That means by you keep showing up and saying, hey, I need help again, that's saying that, you know what, there will, be a, there will be a time when you will accomplish this because if you're going to keep coming back and saying, I need help with this relationship, then that shows that, that you do want to change. So just keep coming back. That is what the leaders are here for. Like, when you have friends that you're like, I don't know what to do, like, seriously, come and ask because that's what we're supposed to do is be in relationships. You need relationships with your friends and you need relationships with people older than you. Yeah. Regardless of how many times you feel like you're struggling with the same thing or how long it takes, as leaders, we commit to always be willing to listen. Yeah. That's good. So don't feel like, oh, yeah, it's been like six months and this isn't any better. Yeah, okay, that's fine. That's, six months is not that long, actually. I know people have been dealing with things for 40 years. You're good. You're good. Okay? Just be patient. God's working. Let's just be patient. That's good. That's good. Guys, that's all the time that we're going to take. Um, would you guys, it, well, you can clap if you want. <laughs>